Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lise, you and I together again. Together again, separate places, but don't you love the wonders of technology, Nat, to bring us together every single week? Oh, absolutely. It's um, We are very fortunate that we have, have this means of being able to connect, um, you know, one of the good things to come out of the last couple of years, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. When you want to put a silver lining on something, that's got to be it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, us doing the work that we're doing as well, which I'm not sure that we've ever shared the story of how we got into this work, but it was really 2020, wasn't it, where we formed Own Your Health Collective. And in the midst of the chaos that was around us, we really looked to each other to say, how do we create that genuine impact that we so desperately want to bring to the world? And that was where we really tapped into our own hormonal experiences, our past uh, passions and skills and knowledge and, and thought, you know what, we need to close the gap in the education around menstruation and menopause. And, and that was really the, the catalyst for us in, in doing the work that we do today, right? It so was, and and what it really highlighted as well, which we've talked about quite a few times on this podcast, is around how um, just starting at any time looking after yourself and understanding your body and practising self-care, how it can just lead you through to a a healthier, happier life, um, no matter what stage you're at or where you find yourself. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, you know, that that concept self-care, is often quite, uh, we know that we need to do it, but it's a little bit foreign and in particular for women, I think, as we go through our life phases. And, you know, I've been saying a lot lately, and I know you two um, have as well, Lise, that if there was ever a time for self-care, it is that time in our 40s and our 50s as we're navigating perimenopause and menopause. And it's the time that we really do have to, stand up, take stock and look at ourselves and say that this is the time for me that I need to really invest in myself. Yeah, bang on. And and the thing that, you know, that was going through my mind when you just said that was that not all our listeners, um, you know, have decided to have children, but as, as, as someone who has had a child or two children, I place a lot of emphasis on my self-care both leading up to my pregnancies and during my pregnancies. We just seem to prioritize it and then um, we have our children and we don't tend to places anywhere as near emphasis uh, as much emphasis on self-care after that and you know we've talked about busy you know that rushing women's syndrome that um, Dr Libby Weaver has coined a number of years ago but it's real it's around that rush that we do and we just don't stop to look after ourselves and then we find ourselves in our 40s and 50s and it's like, holy moly, where has this bus knocked me over from? Where did it, I didn't see it coming? And then we start asking ourselves, what should we be doing? And it's, it's quite scary when women find themselves at that point. Mm. Oh, it, it really is. And I, you know, even for myself, I often think about 
this is the time that uh, I really do need to um, obviously do the things that I've been doing, but just being aware that this this decade in the 40s is really such a, a pivotal time in terms of supporting our health in the future as well. And, and I know we've made reference to women's healthy ageing and the, uh, the research that's been done from uh, University of Melbourne over the last 30 years. And that was really uh, shown in that research around, I think it was that age of about 45 is a really pivotal mm. time in a woman's life to um, support their health and their well-being to ensure that we're keeping those chronic illnesses at bay, that we are supporting long-term health. Um, and I can't help, you know, I think I said this to you earlier, Lise, it's hard to unknow what you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like my family feel like I'm just banging on about things all the time. And they're like, oh my God, can you just chill out a little bit? But it, it really is hard to unknow what you know. And when you're so deeply passionate about it for yourself, but also for those around you and, and for us, you know, we are so deeply passionate about supporting women from all walks of life who who are strangers to us, but we want to impart this wisdom and this knowledge so that together as a collective, us women can thrive and live well and do the work that we want to do and, and show up as the person that we want to show up as. And that just, you know, drives me every day. Yeah, and it's that sharing of information and, you know, obviously the women that we work with and that we don't work with that might be listening to this podcast can obviously choose to whether, you know, to listen to the information and, and take with it what they what they want. But I think what's um, what was resonating then was, you know, the research you talked about um, around women's health. And I've read that book um, from cover to cover and I've just started reading it again because there's so many little nuggets of information in there that coincide with the lifestyle therapy work that we do. And a lifestyle therapy, I think, is it's probably a newer term than most. And it's definitely getting a lot of traction and it's calm, you know, it culminates from many things. And it's essentially, you know, the key words for what we do in our work every single day. And it 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 is in reference to using lifestyle modifications like dietary changes exercise, stress management, behavior adjustments, you know, connections, all of those things and more to improve uh, specific health conditions and or symptoms. So in the case of menopause, we advocate and coach our clients and, you know, present to corporates and all that kind of thing along the education around menopause, but also the th uh, lifestyle therapy that can really address the challenges that women face during this stage and phase of life. And what came out so clearly in Dr. Cassandra's work that she did around healthy aging is it comes back to those basic, uh, those basic things in relation to living a long, happy, healthy life. And that doesn't mean that you can't indulge now and then, because uh, you know, who doesn't love having a little bit of indulge, but what it's doing is is saying that for the most of it, you know, having a healthy diet and making sure you're moving your body every day and practicing some good stress reduction, because we know that stress never goes away um, in its entirety. That's just, you know, a little bit of stress is quite healthy to live with. Um, making sure we've got those connections, you know, getting some fresh air, all those things we take for granted, they you know, they cost you nothing to really be doing a lot of those things. And yet you're, you're life proofing, you're, you know, you're looking after yourself life wise to have a long, happy, healthy one through lifestyle therapy. Mm. 
Yes, very true. And it's funny, isn't it, that, you know, just as you're talking, it's funny that we have to coin the term lifestyle therapy Mm -hmm. when in actual fact it's just us looking after ourselves and, and doing the absolute basics that we all should be doing across every part of our life. But of course, life gets in the way. Uh, There's great marketing out there. There's lots of gimmicks. There's lots of fads. um, And we, we tend to get caught up in all of those things and really forgetting that when we can come back to our health and come back to the simplistic side of things with health, that's really what sets us up for a really great healthy life. And, you know, we formed Own Your Health Collective with the tagline, Making Healthy Simple Again because I believe and we both believe that we've, we've lost that simplicity. You know, we, we've really tried and I think it's just through societal, it's expectations, it's through the wonders of marketing that it's really confused messages and really taken away from the absolute basics of the environment around us that we can tap into and use to support our health and you know we sometimes refer to as lifestyle medicine is another one Um, and I think again that's that's another word that we use but it's it's to actually highlight that it is very much that lifestyle and we can tap into our lifestyle as a form of medicine to support our health and well-being um, again at, at whatever stage but you're so right it's it's looking at nutrition which we've spoken about many times before on the podcast it's looking at our sleep and our rest it's looking at our stress it's looking at the way that we move um, connections that sense of purpose as well I feel like you know that's something that we tend not to really connect to health and well-being but think about when you do have that meaningful work or passion or hobby that you do that is purposeful it really does light you up you you feel great and I, I can reflect on my experience having worked in manufacturing in the past and when I created my first small business which was had a, a purpose of motivating people to to be well and healthy through running it just gave me such a deep sense of purpose that Mm. I could wake up and go to this job that was not fulfilling and was quite stressful for me, but I had another sense of purpose. And, you know, I think again, yeah, we we tend to forget what that value we can get from purpose and the flow on effect to our health and wellbeing. And you know, Nat, everything you just said, it's quite simple. It's almost like we've lost the art of um, the simplicity in our life and the easy wins or easy things that we can be doing, maybe easy is not the right word, but the things that we can be doing that we probably take for granted that can make, can be real game changers. And I think back to when my grandparents were young in Malta, they were, they were walking to get their, their foods. Uh, They weren't getting in a car. They were out in the fields um, doing what they do, getting their vitamin D working with the circadian rhythm around, you know, the, the the light and the dark through the day and really, you know, activating that melatonin through, you know, that comes in as we're getting sleepy, you know, all the basic stuff that we, that we just don't really embrace anymore or we've forgotten to do. And that's, you know, that's the lifestyle therapies that we're helping people bring that back into their lives again. And, you know, having that will and enthusiasm and energy to start our day with all those basic things is is just so very important you make some really great points there and it's so true you think about the world we live in today with all the technological advances Mm. and all the different devices that we've got which again have been marketed very well to make our life easier 
But, you know, I sort of look at it and think it's just made it more complicated and, and more challenging and it's taken us back from the basics. It's taken us out of nature, out of, you know, sourcing our food and, you know, and that, that's that's even through cars as well. And it's, yeah, we we have so much, we want to pack so much into our day that we we try and do as much as we possibly can and we find the easiest route to do that through our devices and through transport and, and all those different means that, yeah, it has probably been detrimental to our health in some some capacity, I'm sure. It has. And I think one of the things that comes to mind is that we're forgetting to move. And look, I can I can be guilty of it sometimes. I can get so involved in my work and that I'm I get to be day and I think, oh my God, I, you know, I didn't go for a walk this morning for various reasons. And so, I, you know, I'll get out and have a walk or something like that. But the the basic stuff that we, you know, could be, should be doing is probably, um, it's sort of been pushed aside really, hasn't it? So, mm. and it's the quick meal around, you know, I'm always talking about that, whatever you're going to eat, you know, make it bang for your buck. So uh, is grabbing the quick meal. If you're going to grab a quick meal, I'm all for it. I get it. But, you know, maybe choose something that's going to be, real information for your body and that's going to support you so that later on, you know, you don't find yourself hungry again and you've got these dips and highs and lows in blood sugar. So, you know, it's just simple stuff that can really make your day go along, flow along quite easily as opposed to being exhausted by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. And I'd love to put a challenge out to our listeners actually because this is, I think, our 83rd episode. I say that as we're recording and we've shared a lot of information and we've shared our own expertise, but also the stories of other people too. And, and I'd love to just put a challenge out to you to say, how are you using that information? The, the real results come in the doing and it's great to build your knowledge and build the information, but we also need to do something with that information if we really want to create change. And, you know, you and I, Lise, as uh, lovers of learning, you know, we, we're guilty of it ourselves that we absorb so much information, but it's actually in using that information with intention and actually doing something with it that we get the greatest results when it comes to our health and our well-being. So just as a, as a closing remark, how are you using this information? And if you feel that you haven't taken it and used it what's one thing that you could do today just to take something that we've shared today or across our past episodes and turn it into some type of action and if you're starting from you know very basic in terms of wanting to create some small change make it small make it basic but just take that very first step and you can just simply grow from it uh, from there I love that and I think that make it small is definitely the key thing there don't overthink it Definitely. Nice, uh, quick and sharp conversation there, Lise. But I think the key message there is around lifestyle health and and looking at some of the things that you can do to really support your health through those lifestyle modifications. Thanks for the chat, Nat. Thank you. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.